0: Good afternoon and welcome to the program. It is indeed an honor to start things off this afternoon by speaking to our guest for the first time as Mayor of Springfield. Newly sworn in, Mayor Misty Busher is live with us this afternoon. And Mayor, congratulations and thanks for taking the time. We appreciate it.
1: Uh, good afternoon, Jim. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate that.
0: Well, I know you've been very, very busy here. Let me just ask you right out of the gate, uh, how do you like the job so far? A few days into it, is it what you expected, or is it a lot more hectic than you expected?
1: Well, I think just because of some of the personnel changes we were making yesterday with directors, it was very hectic yesterday. Today seems to be like a what I would consider a normal work day. So <laughs>
0: Well, let's talk about those moves. You did uh, make a, a number of announcements, as is common when a new mayor takes office. One of the ones I found most interesting was after you campaigned with uh, real concerns about crime and public safety in the community and the the fear that people have that, that Springfield is kind of a dangerous place to live, and uh, you, you left the police chief in place at the top. Why did you keep Chief Ken Scarlett on at the top of the police department?
1: Um, I kept Chief Scarlett because, quite frankly, the sworn men and women of the Springfield Police Department have tremendous amount of faith in their chief, and that's who they wanted as their chief. And I believe that our first responders and their faith in their chief is very, very important. So I listen to them.
0: Did that uh, decision come with any directions to the chief as far as uh, making changes in operations or or taking some other steps to address that, that crime and public safety issue you talked about?
1: Yes, we've started discussions on that very briefly since I've only been in office a day and almost a little over a day and a half now, I guess. Um, we've started discussions on that and we're going to start meeting regularly and then my my new um person that's in charge of my community relations department ethan posey has already reached out to the chief about recruitment and helping with that so we're starting uh, ethan is starting the ground running he's going going a million miles an hour
0: at the same time while keeping the police chief in place you made a change at the top of the fire department what prompted that move
1: i did make a change at the top of the fire department Um, So I've known Mr. Ed Canney, who is the fire chief. Now I've known his family for a very long time. His father I knew, who was a firefighter. He's now since passed. His father's name was also Ed. Um, His brother Mike is in the department, so I've known the family a very long time. And I have some very pressing issues that I need to start dealing with immediately. Um, We have some fire trucks we ordered that our sworn men and women at the Springfield Fire Department are unhappy with the design of. We ordered a fire truck that um, would not fit under the underpass by Capitol Avenue for Station 1, which is a big mistake that we have to resurrect and fix. And then we have um, the EMT services. So I needed someone I knew I could trust and work with on those big issues.
0: How do you address that issue with the fire trucks? Do we have more on order with those same specifications? Can you swap out the one we've got for one that actually fits under that viaduct? How do you address that?
1: So apparently the maker of the new fire truck has offered to try and get smaller tires so it will fit under the viaduct. And Chief Canney has told me that they measured and that would work. Um, I just think it's unfortunate that we ordered a fire truck that we have to change the tires out on to get it under a viaduct. That was not good planning, in my opinion. Um, so uh, I want better planning in those sorts of large purchases. I think our citizens expect that with their money. Um, and so the makeup of the other fire trucks, how they are situated, uh, we are looking at whether that can be addressed or not. Some of our Our taller firefighters will have no issues with addressing uh, getting some of the gear out of the fire truck, but people who do not have heights in their favor, which like I would be one of those people, might have a struggle. So we need to consider those things.
0: Springfield Mayor Misty Butcher live with us here this afternoon, and, and Mayor, you talked about the, uh, uh, the the possibility of making changes to EMT service and whether the city should take on more of actually operating ambulances or perhaps even operating them uh, in 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 their entirety. Uh, and the Illinois Times reporting that the Illinois State Labor Relations Board handed down a ruling, basically saying that firefighters cannot be required to ride along with the private ambulance companies as they have been doing. It was a, 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 something that was not negotiated with them through their contract and when that ruling takes effect potentially as early as next week uh, that requirement's off the books what what happens then and can we be sure that patients are going to get the care they need uh, if firefighters with their EMT training cannot be required to ride along in those ambulances?
1: So um, I have faith as the mayor that our local 37 fire union and ourselves and the administration can come to some agreement so our citizens get the same wonderful service that they're expecting and pay for. Um, I'm meeting with Chief Canny at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. We're going to start discussing that issue first thing tomorrow morning so that we can get that uh, talked about and taken care of before that um, issue comes down in writing from the state labor award. because we need to work that out ahead of time, not wait for it to come in writing and then react. So we're meeting to work on that. And I know he's already reached out to the local union so that we can start talking with them um, to see how we can rectify that. Please. Um, our, our sworn men and women at the fire department do care about the citizens of Springfield. So
0: well, Please keep us posted on that. Longer range, though. Uh, have you given more thought to how you want to see this play out ultimately? So, should the city uh, actually start to operate its own ambulances, perhaps for emergency calls while the private companies handle non-emergency transport? Can we afford to do that? What, what are your thoughts?
1: I think we definitely need to look into it, Jim. I'm not saying I'm for it or I'm against it. I don't think there's been enough research done on the expense to the city and then what if we would make any of that expense back by charging for such services through insurance companies. Um, I do know from a meeting that I attended in the last couple weeks that since the beginning of the year, approximately 10 times a month, our firefighters have climbed in the back of an ambulance as an ALS service provider that was not present on the ambulance itself. So, 10 of our ten times a month, our citizens are getting care from our firefighters that they would have not have gotten at all had they not been there. So we have to make sure that our citizens are taken care of, whether it's me, you, our friends, our neighbors. Um, if somebody has an emergency, we want them to be taken care of.
0: Former Mayor Langfelder had put together a task force to look at this issue. Is that task force still in existence? Uh, is there still a study going on about this, or do you have to start over from scratch?
1: Um, I am unaware of where that left off or how often they had been meeting, but I am meeting with some aldermen because I know we had a couple aldermen on that task force, so I will find out where they're at with that.
0: Mayor, uh, among the uh, staff announcements made yesterday, you uh, announced that you will have a chief of staff, and uh, it's not a title that I I think uh, your predecessors had commonly used. They had executive assistants, deputy mayors, et cetera. What role will the chief of staff play in your administration?
1: I want the chief of staff to be extremely comfortable with all of our departments and our department heads, our division heads, as well as our directors, so that they can be a liaison for me um, in, the, in my absence if I'm not directly accessible to those people. Um, I have promised that I want to go out and sell this community for economic development, and I want to make sure when I walk away and maybe go sell Springfield for two days to a company in Kansas City or wherever – or a day and a half or whatever it is, that there's someone here that can answer all those questions and just pick up right where I left off. So that's why I did that, so that that person can be me when I'm not here. Um, I also have, um, as you saw with the Department of Public Works, kind of structured a little bit different there. Um, Nate Bottom, our current director, will be our chief city engineer. So he will still be in charge of all of our big engineering projects, but he can focus all of his efforts on engineering and not running the department.
0: Let's talk about some of the uh, the day-to-day issues that you have inherited. Probably one of the biggest ones right now is the status of the Wyndham project downtown. I know you've had meetings in the last several weeks about this. Uh, the owner has been pushing for city council action. Alderman wanted to wait until you were sworn in. So can you give us an update as to where that stands or how quickly things might move on the Wyndham?
1: Yes, I met with um, the Growth Alliance um, about that, along with this was prior to me being sworn in on Friday. Um, I met with an attorney, my own attorney, that I took to to these meetings with me since I needed some legal representation. And um, we, myself, the Growth Alliance, and my attorney cannot come up with how the previous administration thought that um, $18.75 million worth of incentives were there for the Wyndham owner. And according to Ryan McCready at the Growth Alliance, he had asked for that breakdown and never was provided it. So I asked the growth alliance to go back to the window owner and tell him the only incentives that we can truly see what those values were, and if he was interested in even continuing discussion. Because I cannot promise money I don't have.
0: So, uh, do, do you have a sense as to how much money you you could potentially offer uh, to, for for this project?
1: We were close to about eleven million, which is about seven million off. <clears throat>
0: And uh, no reply yet from the Wyndham's owner as to whether or not he would proceed under those terms?
1: Um, Not to my knowledge. I know Ryan McCrady reached out to me on uh, Wednesday or Thursday of last week and asked if I wanted to have a meeting with the Wyndham owner before the inauguration, and I said I would choose to wait until after the inauguration, so...
0: If he doesn't proceed, what happens then? Uh, does he convert this into all private housing? Do we lose the Wyndham as a downtown hotel? And what does that do for tourism and downtown
1: conventions? So I've had that discussion with uh, Director Dahl at the Convention and Visitors Bureau already, um, not knowing, as you're pointing out, what will happen to it. Because um, at, with any business we have in town, the owner could choose to do close, close its doors or do something different, right? And when I knew that that incentive wasn't there, I reached out to Director Dahl immediately because of the conventions we have coming in. And he has already pivoted and adjusted and has answers um, to take care of all those conventions if something bad were to happen.
0: Can, can you give us a sense as to what those answers would be? Because he was making it pretty clear during this process that if the Wyndham goes away, we have to turn away some of those conventions. We just don't have the space to accommodate them in, in the proximity they would want to, to be able to be accommodated.
1: I think that you talked to other hotels across the city about having people stay there and then us offering shuttle services that we would have to pay for. Um, I think the problem with conventions is uh, they want to normally be by the BOS center because that's where most of the conventions are being held. Um, So this would um, allow them to still stay in Springfield, but we would be offering them shuttle service back and forth. Um, I do know that the BOS center is in my personal opinion, and I said this during my campaign, um, one of the uh, issues that will help us build and grow downtown. And I really want to support the BOS Center as much as I possibly can.
0: Uh, Would that include the possibility of expansion for the center? We know that there was this uh, special tourism district created through state legislation that could funnel more money into that that could possibly fund an expansion of the BOS Center. Does that seem like uh, something you could get behind? and, And how closely have you looked at that?
1: Um, I've been looking at it very close closely, talking to the board there. I do think it's something that Springfield needs. Um, I do not believe that we're going to get business community back downtown like we used to have back in the day, you know, as people remember, people are working from home now, people are working remotely. And that whole climate has changed. And I think that BOS Center expansion is what's going to revitalize our downtown and bring the people and the new businesses in that we want because there's more visitors, more people spending money downtown, which will then create more need for restaurants, uh, bars, shops, those sorts of things. So I truly believe that is what's going to bring us into the next phase of our downtown. The transportation hub that's a block away is amazing because we're going to have Amtrak, Greyhound, and SMTD right there. Uh, so it's a perfect time for that to happen.
0: Mayor, I know we're getting tight on time here. A couple more questions, if you don't mind. Since you mentioned uh, that uh, likelihood that downtown business isn't going to rebound to what it was pre-pandemic, uh, one of the things that the pandemic changed was paid metered parking in downtown Springfield. Do you see that coming back, charging people to park at meters? Are we going to get rid of the meters? What What's your thoughts on that going forward?
1: I think the meters are ugly. So I really don't want them down there. But I've been saying that since probably 2016 or 17. Um, I think if we want to charge for parking, it should be more just on an app or it should be a kiosk, if anything. Um, I really don't want to put meters back in downtown. Um, So uh, they're there now. I haven't had any discussions in the day and a half. I've been here with our Public Works Department um, about what to do with them. My new Public Works Director, Dave Fuchs, starts on Monday the 15th. So... Um, I'll start those discussions with him once he gets on, uh, on board with us. He's still uh, finishing out his term at IDNR right now.
0: And the issue that you raised during the campaign, you talked about uh, what you saw as problems with the city's residency requirement, that it may have kept uh, the city from uh, potentially hiring uh, the best possible people for certain jobs. Do you plan to ask Alderman to repeal the residency requirement that's in place now for most city workers?
1: What I plan for us to do is to look at Our job titles, which was promised to our city council two years ago in the budget hearings by the uh, Human Resources Department, I plan to look at all of our job titles and what our salaries are and what they are in other areas around us, Bloomington, Champaign, Normal, and then letting our council know, here's where we are with salaries, because in my heart, I believe we are lower than a lot of those communities, Um, and then here's our requirements, here are their requirements, and let's analyze what we can do to help recruitment across all sections of of, of our community, not just police and fire, but accountants and cashiers and those sorts of things. So I think we need to take a look, look at that, but I want our council to feel empowered by the knowledge of what we have and what our, what our surrounding areas have and what they're offering. Um, that was promised to the council two years ago, and I will make sure we do that.
0: Mayor, let's end on an upbeat note. One of the things you raised during the campaign was about uh, big changes to the beach house area to really upgrade that, have a place for food trucks and recreation and beach volleyball and all sorts of fun things there. Uh, and I know, again, you're, you're just in your early hours in office, but you've been talking about this for a while now. Do you envision bringing anything forward? Could work start on that even as early as this summer? What's your a timeline for that?
1: So I do want to look into that and start meeting with City Water, Light, and Power about that. And then I also know that the Lake Homeowners Association has reached out to me, and they want to have a food truck event out there to kind of start kicking that off and let people see what it was like. They, uh, they really thought it was a great idea, and they embraced it. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: And with that, Mayor Misty Busher, we know you're very busy. You've been very generous with your time. Thank you much, and hope to talk again real soon.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, Jim. Have a great day.